0: Now, May, there's been an increase in children being left in the car and almost always to tragic ends. What is the main cause of this? This is usually
1: because parents have forgotten that their child is with them and it could be unintentional. Something that is out of routine, that um, they're not used to maybe bringing their child along with them or having to drop them off. And it does happen.
0: Personally, I have parked, stopped my engine and slept in my car before. But why is it worse for children compared to us adults? A child's body heats
1: up three to five times faster than an adult's. And a young child is not able to regulate the body temperature as efficiently as an adult's. So that can lead very quickly to heat exhaustion. Tell us more about this forgotten
0: child syndrome. It's
1: a syndrome that describes a situation where a parent forgets that they have left their child in a car. And it happens so often that they actually have created a, a description for it, obviously. And it's, you know, in a, in a car for an extended period of time and often leading to a tragic end. And this is usually due to the parent focusing on some other pressing issue. They're on autopilot mode and they
0: just don't realize that the child is there. There has been significant research conducted showing that parents experience memory loss due to stress and the lack of sleep. Can you tell us more about this research? This is best explained by a professor who has been doing a
1: lot of research in this area. His name is Professor David Diamond and he's a leading expert in the field of cognitive neuroscience. He's been doing this since... um, 1990s and he hypothesizes that this type of memory failure is the result of a competition between the brain's memory system. They've got two systems going on here. I've got habit memory and and what he calls prospective memory. Usually, unfortunately, the habit memory prevails. This is the one that takes over. Prospective memory refers to the planning and execution of an action in the future, like planning to drop the child off in daycare, okay? Habit memory refers to the task that involves repetitive Actions that are performed automatically, like routinely driving from your house to your office. So going to daycare is not a habit. Prospective memory. Is processed by two brain structures, the hippocampus, which stores all new information and provides access to one's awareness that the child is in the car. The prefrontal cortex, however, is essential to making plans for the future. So this is the one that enables you to uh, plan your journey uh, to daycare center. So it's something that has to be planned. It's not habitual, right? The habit brain memory system is centered on the basal ganglia. This is part of the brain anatomy, right? And this enables people to perform repetitive tasks automatically. It also applies in regard to children unknowingly left in cars. So when we repeatedly drive along a fixed route, as between home and work, habit memory can actually supersede the prospective memory.
0: So... Wait, even if it's something that you just did in the morning, like for example, pick up your, your dry cleaning, is this something that you can still forget?
1: How it works is that, um okay, I'll give you a good example. This morning when I got in the car to come over here, I noticed that my petrol gauge was at empty, almost empty. So I thought, okay, mental note, I need to stop by the petrol station. Right. And as I drove out, you know, I really plugged in my ways. Right. Uh, Within five minutes, I completely forgotten that I needed to pump petrol because I was busy thinking about the interview. I'm going to say, you know, this is like a stress factor, I guess you could call it or a distraction. So um, what happened? You know, 10 minutes later, the orange light pops up and this is a, a, a reminder. So a reminder like this is crucial for um, parents to remember that there's someone in the backseat.
0: Wouldn't it be great if there was actually like a light that would remind us when our kids are in the backseat?
1: Funny you say that okay because this is something that's going to happen in the very near future. So how it works is um, if the child has been put into the back seat, as long as it's 10 minutes before the journey starts. So as soon as the, the door closes right and the car would go on its way when the car's engine stops or it's been switched off and the car is locked, right? There will be a light that flashes that says look into your back seat.
0: Wow. So it's like a reminder.
1: It's a start. It's not perfect, but it's a start. So when the engine goes off, the um, message will flash up, check your back seat.
0: We all know people judge parents harshly for forgetting their child is in the car. Now, with this research on FCS, should parents be blamed for their negligence?
1: Professor Diamond, again, he has done a lot of research on this. He has interviewed parents. He has gone through police reports. He has done all the necessary research. And in no situation did he actually find that the parents were negligent or irresponsible in a sense. No, they did not intentionally do that. I mean, this is something that happens to all people. It goes across all nationalities, all genders all professions, level of education, social economic status. It has happened to lawyers, doctors, teachers, even in Malaysia. And these people are highly regarded, they're highly responsible, and in no way uh, would they ever be accused in normal times of being negligent. So, no, I don't think that it should be a crime. (laughs) Now,
0: parents who have experienced the loss of their child tend to blame themselves and in most cases suffer from severe depression, right? guilt, and maybe even suicidal do you think that society as a whole should take the blame for our workaholic culture? Well, I don't think it's so much society
1: in terms of workaholic culture. It's actually society as in condemnation because, like I said, it could happen to anyone. And those people that say, I will never do this. It will never happen to me. These are the people it happens to. So it's not so much um, society's responsibility, but it's more like a support system and how we can work towards reminding Uh, parents that there's a child in the back seat and again it goes back to you know cues physical cues that we can use to to help that situation
0: so just out of curiosity when it comes to parents that do lock their doors they leave their kids inside the car would you recommend leaving the engine running and then going like for a minute run to the ATM or something would you say that's okay
1: well if there's another adult in the car That shouldn't be a problem because there's someone, the child is being supervised. But what if the child is not being supervised? Are you going to leave your doors unlocked? Uh, Someone could drive away with their child. It could be a kidnapping case, right? With that argument, they might turn the engine off, lock the car and screen the, I mean, bring the window down a bit and leave a gap. And that is not going to help much either because, you know, studies have shown that the temperature
0: also rises very quickly. So it's very, very important for us to make sure that whatever happens, our kids must Follow us. That's right. What should you do if you are a passerby who notices that a child has been left locked in a parked car?
1: Well, I would be very concerned, of course. I would peep in, look at the condition of the child, look around. Is there a parent nearby? Assess the condition of the child. Is he sweating? Does he look faint? Is he, you know, look nauseous? I would really be very concerned if the child is actually not sweating because he has probably reached a a critical point where uh, the body is not able to regulate the temperature anymore and he stops sweating and he's, you know... Really at a critical period of time. So definitely, if I saw a child unsupervised, I would consider calling um, the authorities straight away.
0: Is it wrong to break into a car to save a child?
1: I would recommend that you do not do anything. If the child looks active, um, stay with the child, talk to him, make sure that everything you know looks okay. At the same time, call the authorities. Because you know anything could happen. Don't straight away try to break in because that parrot could be really just one minute away, (laughs) and then you could you know you could get in trouble for uh, vandalism or attempted kidnapping. Who knows, right? Um, Unless it's a really bad situation and you know that something is seriously wrong, try the door handles first to see if it's locked. It'd be a bit embarrassing if you broken and doors unlocked, right? Okay. And of course, try to do it from the other side so that the broken glass wouldn't get onto the child.
0: What steps should a parent take to stop occurrences of FCS? Can you give us some examples?
1: There's actually a lot you can do, right? The easiest way is when your child is buckled up in the back seat, right? Uh, you leave your handbag or laptop bag or your handphone if you're not using it, something important to you, in the back, perhaps on the floor in front of the of the, the child seat, right? And then you take your child's bag and you put that next to you on the front seat. So it's just a visual reminder that your child is with you. Okay, that's one thing. Another thing is to make it a habit to always check your back seat, whether there's someone there or not. Just a quick look to make sure you have not left anything there. And more importantly, a precious cargo, right? Have a strict protocol with your child care provider, whether it's a babysitter or a daycare center or kindergarten. If your child does not appear here within a certain time to call you or to call the, the, um, the responsible person in charge. And then that's a good reminder. Another thing that um, you can do is to set your child reminder on ways. I'm sure there are other apps available. So whichever that's, um, you know, that you can use. So set the reminder. Okay, a quick reminder also for parents uh, when you've reached home, remember to lock your car doors because this is an opportunity for a child to actually open the door, climb in and could easily get trapped inside and you don't even know the child is there a tragedy
0: could happen. So these are some of the measures you can take. There's a lot of safety issues when kids are concerned and I think Myros are doing a lot of campaigns right? Can you tell us about some of the campaigns that ensures that kids are not neglected when they are in the car? The biggest campaign going
1: on right now would be actually the use of uh, child restraints in the car and this is uh, a number one issue. The Law has just been introduced, uh, 1st January 2020. It's not being enforced, but it's uh, a lot of awareness programs going on now. What are your final words of advice to all of us? I will say, I can't say it often enough. Make sure your child is strapped in correctly from newborn to at least 36 kilo or 12 years old or 135 cm at the minimum, right? And of course, do not leave your child unattended in the car. At any
0: time. What about you, May? For you personally, did you follow these rules strictly as well? Oh, mm-hmm. definitely. Yes. Uh, from newborn, uh, I have four boys
1: and they all sat in a booster until uh, between 10 to 12 years old. In fact, it was their choice to remain in the booster because they understood the dangers and the comfort level as well because you don't want something, you know, sucked to your neck or over your abdomen. So it's something that you can work towards together with your child to make sure everyone's safe. And if you've done your work correctly, Your child is the one that will remind you. You forgot to buckle up. Everyone buckle up. (laughs) Right?